Regina Nissan is the presenting sponsor of the Off the Hazel podcast. And this month, you can choose your vehicle and your bonus during the My Choice sales event. Choose from 1% rate reduction, a free prepaid maintenance package, or up to $15,000 in cash rebates. You can get into the all-new redesigned 2021 Nissan Rogue Sport front-wheel drive, leased at 343 monthly for 39 months with a 995 down, or check out the sporty 2020 Nissan Cash Key and finance for, well, 0% for 84 months. Make sure to head on down to Nissan Regina at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Drive Nissan. Alrighty, we are very happy to announce that Off the Hosel and TaylorMade Golf have committed to a long-term partnership. We couldn't be happier. Now it is time that you get yourself into some TaylorMade gear. They have the brand new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max driver. The irons are incredible and the new wedges are raw. Some of the best players in the world use TaylorMade, so why shouldn't you? For more information on getting fitted or have any questions, you can contact Mike.Langan at TaylorMadeGolf.com or find them on Twitter at Mike underscore Langan underscore TM. Team TaylorMade. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kosher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Hey everybody, we are back for another episode of Off the Hosel. This is episode 66, Mario Lemieux. It's a me, a Mario. And Luigi. My name is Drew Koser. I am your host, and I'm, as you just heard, I'm joined by the picking machine, golf ball whacker guy, Danny H. Koshi, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Pretty jacked for this podcast today as we're recording Tuesday. Wednesday's coming as this is now launched. Day <laughs> one of the Masters. It's Wednesday It's now. Wednesday. Day one is the next day, which is Thursday of the Masters. So Ooh. a lot to talk about. Pumped. Uh, on account of uh, three, we're going to do the classic AO as Troy's not here. So uh, This is on one, behalf of Troy. Two, three. AO! Troy's uh, not here. That's from Troy. No, that's for Troy. For Troy from Troy, same thing. <laughs> Anyhow, I missed you, bro. Uh, but before we get into all of that, this is a Nissan-driven podcast. The number one place to get your next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. They are located at... 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. And it's always time to drive Nissan. This is good. Everyone's loving We're this right now. We're on We're point. We're on point. Right point. The boys are clicking. All four lines are the rolling. The boys are back. The boys, the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Okay. Sorry. Now everyone just stopped the podcast now. but That's all right. They probably just skipped it. But you don't want to skip today because we got so much to talk about. Golf, hockey, sports, uh, all the shit that's happening in the sports world. We are going to cover it. 
here on Off the Hustle Podcast. Yes, sir. Brought to you by Dan. Also, Divots Indoor Golf. It's the place to be. It's tough for now with the times we're in, but seven great sims when it's back opened up. Great food, great people, great atmosphere. Good vibes. Good. You got that good vibration. Good vibration. <laughs> so check out Divots. It's the place to be. Now, into the serious stuff. The open, well, obviously, you're all serious sponsors, but into the serious topics of today's podcast. The open pit. My notes say already boys, but there's just one boy here and one man. <laughs> so let's get into it. Lots of chat about. Chat about. Danny, what has been going on with you and your life in the last seven days? Nothing. Nothing new <laughs> at all. You know, it's just, it's a tough world out there right now. Um, no. Sorry, that was not funny. <laughs> but aggressive. Yeah, a little aggressive. No, nothing's changed. I haven't done anything the past week since I saw you last, or, you know, we talked. Um, yeah, it's hard to do anything with uh, the restrictions, but, um, yeah, just kind of hanging out, watching lots of hockey, some golf on the weekend, and got I got the big itch to start swinging the clubs here soon because – it's getting nice outside. So, what about you though? How's how's the how are you? How have you been, Drew? <laughs> I can't talk right now. Holy. Well, I'll sip on that uh, busy there. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, I'm doing good. Things are good. Heating up right now. Golf is right around the corner. Tons of courses open up in the province here. Ranges, I guess. But this Friday, no more ranges are open. The Tor Hill in Regina, just outside Regina, east side of Regina. Guess how long it f- it took to fill the golf course for this Saturday? How long? Just under an hour. Really? Book solid. Oh, yeah. I, I could see it, actually, yeah. Oh, where's everyone back when I was in high school? Oh, you're golfing. You're a loser. Geek. <laughs> Geek. Not you, but, like, other people that were like, yeah. now they're all golfing now. Yeah. So it's good, though. The game's grown. Obviously, it's all you can do is golf. Yeah, you can't do much else, so. Might as well start swinging the sticks and having some beers. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, golf is heating up right now. It's perfect. Uh, Dan, I have to ask a question, though. This past weekend, I was, I was at home doing some content, and I put a post out, and I said, if I eat this 500 milliliters of ice cream, pretty decent sized tub for a guy my size. <laughs> and, and the question was, if I finish this, should Danny H should have to chuck in a beer in, in an hour? Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Before in an hour, oh, okay. and everyone said yes, 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 yes. And what'd you do? I drank a water instead. <laughs> Pussy. What's with all your assholes voting yes? All right. Okay. This is. Let me. Can I say my side of the story now? Well, so it was a Saturday, right? Okay, you put sure. that post out just so everyone knows. I was pretty soft on Saturday, I'll admit that. But you know what? Friday, sitting at home, nothing else to do, right? So me and my roommate there, we got dieseled, absolutely buckled. And I was hurting. Oh, your beauty. I was, I was hurting. Okay, yeah, I'm not trying to sound like a beauty, but Ooh. I was hurting pretty good Saturday. And then just chilling out, you know, watching movies all day and stuff. And then yeah, I can't remember which movie I was watching. I think Lone Survivor. But anyways, laying on the couch, and all of a sudden I just see this, my phone blowing up that all you assholes out there all oh, assholes out there wanted me to shotgun and uh yeah i wasn't having it if i would have shotgun that night i probably would have puked all over myself so um well, that was my reason to it i know i'm soft i'll i'll bounce back here one of these days well you're i, I just admitted i'll give you that because everyone did say soft. are you softer soft they're surprised i mean the, the answer was the same answer so you kind of got carved a little bit but what if you just drank it though i just, I just sipped on it for an hour i could have but uh, like i said a pounding headache couldn't move on the from the couch and this is my rebuttal though to you why didn't you pound shotgun instead of eating some ice cream? What are you, a child? Five, what, are you a, what are you, a child? For, okay, here, here's my answer. For a guy that doesn't even like ice cream or sweets, Ooh. I dummied a, Ooh, carton ice of, cream. a carton of ice cream. My yeah, ass jiggled for a week after I ate that thing. <laughs> yeah, but come on. You got to shut. If you, if you, if you, uh, <laughs> okay, I can't talk here. 
if you said all shotgun, if uh, Danny ate shotguns, okay, maybe I would have thought about doing it. But th- I saw this. I saw Drew, this asshole, moving on, eating, eating some ice cream, moving on, and telling me to shotgun. You're welcome. Anyways, you're you're a puss. So it's, it's time. It's so time you. for you to own up to the intro. He can't drive. He can't chip. He can't putt. But can boy, can boy or can, oh boy, did that guy drink? I but can't not drink. this past Saturday. No. It's okay. Anyways, we're fine. We're fine. On. We're fine. It was good. Oh, how was Easter, by the way? Oh, it was good. I couldn't do anything. So, <laughs> no, it was, uh, you know, like I said, chilled at home with the roommates. Um, <laughs> Easter Bunny did not stop by my house. So, a little disappointed in that. I think it was a bad boy this year. <laughs> All right. Let's move on here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Let's, let's, let's uh, get it going. Here. It was good. Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. Watch sports. Watched a lot of sports, a lot of golf going on. And like I said, just got ready for the Masters. We had an interview with our guest on today. And yeah. But first, I want to go into, before a sports talk, year three of the terrible accident in the Humble Broncos SJHL team. People that don't know that aren't listening from Saskatchewan, their SJHL team here in Humboldt. Um, obviously, I'm sure the whole world yeah, saw everybody what happened. Probably knows, yeah. Terrible accident. Uh, you know, we obviously want to send our prayers always with them. We're always thinking about them. And yeah, we're thinking about them. Um, this is year three. It feels like it was just yesterday that it happened. So definitely thinking about everyone and all the families that are and friends that are still affected by this. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't really say much more than that, right? It's just it's terrible. It's three years later. And like I said, it seems like just yesterday. But anyways. Yeah, no, perfectly said. Okay. Um Last week's guest, James Duthie. Duthie. Thoughts on the epi? Yeah, I mean, I was there for it, so I loved it, as usual. Um, Duthie, great guy. The guy, he can go on forever. The guy can talk. He knows his stuff, knows his golf, and uh, yeah, it was nice to talk to him again. Again, friend of the show, right? So Friend of the show. But yeah, um, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I, th- I think it's always good to talk to James, and I think just before the Masters, too, he's just he's so intelligent about sports in general, but... You know, just talking about you know the Tiger documentary, and you know he, and also too, just even people that don't know, we were talking for five minutes, and then we lost connection. Called him back, talked for fifteen minutes. He went weird on us on his phone. Audio just got messed up. Called us back. Here's a home number. This and that. Like, that's how we've created that connection with James. I think it's been great that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's always a pleasure to talk to to JD there. Yeah, man. Okay, so I didn't do any hockey picks this week, but I'm gonna try and pull it up right now as we're talking. But I do want to ask this. We'll just jump to this first. Thoughts on the Brandon Dubinsky oh my on gosh. Crosby and Ovechkin. What a loser. No. Um, yeah, that was kind of – for anyone that didn't uh, see it, it was just Brandon Dubinsky, what he pretty much called. He said, I'd pick Ovechkin over Sid any day, F Sid kind of thing. Didn't he say that? Yeah. He's yeah, basically – yeah, I don't know. I, I keyboard was, warrior is what I thought, you know, trying to make himself irrelevant, or relevant nowadays or what? Like, well, I don't know. I was, I was listening today to on the checklist, and, you know, like uh, Whitney was like – because Biz was like, oh, he's probably buckled or, you know, he's probably blowed out or whatever, or beers. Or, and Whitney's like, no. Nah. Like, he, he just did that kind of guy. And I think he's, you know, they've had, obviously, their beef over the years. And he well, probably doesn't care. Yeah. I, I texted you about it when I saw it. And I just said, it looks like a 15-year-old kid that's yeah. having a temper tan- tantrum that uh, is mad about Crosby still playing NHL. And he's just a bum now. I don't know. It's just, it was just kind of weird, you know. Um, but anyways, yeah, we shouldn't even talk about that much because... Dubinsky is kind of a clown, so. Alrighty, I got the stats here, but before we do this, we're going to introduce our new, well, it's a new sponsor, a new partner, but also we have a giveaway going on right now, too, contest. Our Hot or Not picks this week 
are brought to you by Bruch. It's time to start brushing your teeth every day. Do you not do that every day, Dan? I do it every day. Three times a day and floss. Well, that's, <laughs> that's good to hear. Not. Because you know what? I know people out there right now listening to this podcast. You did not brush your teeth this morning. And if you're one of those people, it's time you start using Bruch. They have multiple, multiple different features. Daily, whiten for you smokers. Gentle for you soft cookies. Gum. Max speed. And even that dirty, dirty tongue of yours. It's time. Check out Bruch. That's at B-R-W. That's U-U-S-H. At Bruch on Instagram, Twitter. These things are amazing. I tried them the other day. I didn't want to stop brushing my teeth. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're definitely a nice toothbrush. So if you're looking for a new toothbrush, need some upgrading, Bruch. How good was that ad read, though? Just off the brain. That was good. Not bad, not bad. <laughs> All right, off to our hot or not top. Oh, here we go here. What happened? We lost our notes. Nope, we're good. Okay. Toronto Maple Leafs, 7-2-1 and one in their last 10 of a winning game streak of four. Yeah, the boys are picking it up. They're hot. Um, I like the way they're playing. They're not playing a full 60 minutes, but they're, they're pulling out the wins. So that's all. I mean, you can't complain too much when they're uh, pulling these Ws out. So I'm happy the way they're playing. Go Leafs, go. Well, the old saying is in golf and hockey and probably most sports, there's no pictures on the scorecard slash score sheet. There you go. Winnipeg Jets, 5-4-1, and one, one game winning streak. 5-4-1. Mm, hmm. uh, no, I did see a couple of their games the other night. They lost, uh, who was it again, Calgary maybe? No, not Calgary. Calgary's losing everybody, but I'm going to go with not. Um, Winnipeg's a good team, but they have lost a couple in a row here that kind of set them back a bit. They're right behind the Leafs, and uh, now they're not really uh, five, six points now behind the Leafs, so they're not hot. Already, Edmonton, 5-3-2, and two, a one-game losing streak. Ah, let's go hot for Edmonton. You know what? Um, from where they started a few, couple months ago, I'm, I'm going to say they're hot. Already, Montreal, 5-3-2, and two, one-game winning streak. No, uh, not hot. We'll see how they play my Leafs uh, today, tonight, as it's Wednesday now. Um, we'll see how they do, but I hope the Leafs absolutely destroy them. Okay, we're going to jump around to two teams here and then come back to the Canucks, as obviously there's some stuff going on there. But the Flames, 2-8-0, lost four straight. Flames are absolutely garbage right now. They're playing terrible. I don't know what the – I think they've just given up, to be honest. I think they know they're yeah. – I don't know if it's just they know they're not going to make playoffs and just – I don't know. Like it just—it looks ter- They look terrible. When I, and I think too, just like yesterday, you watched the game and you watched on the bench, just no emotion. Like you see on their face that they're just like, I want to go home. It just yeah, it's like they're going through the motions. Like oh, Leafs scored again. Ah, oh, no one's mad. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no one's mad out there. No one's showing any emotion. Um, yeah, they're they're obviously not hot. Alrighty, the Senators four three and three, a one game losing streak. You know what? I actually don't mind the way the Senators are playing lately. I, I watched a couple of their games the other night that they won. And um, I think they're actually playing not bad for last place team, you know. Already, and obviously, the Canucks sitting in the one, two, three, four, five seed right now. Six, three, and one, three game losing streak. But also haven't played recently, though, due yeah. to, is it 20 players have yeah, COVID? Yeah, however many players and the families, I guess, got uh, it. There's nothing really to really? say. I mean, yeah, there, whatever. There's nothing to say about that, right? It, you just hope, hope the best and hope they're okay and, uh, wish them uh, speedy recovery and their families because I guess uh, some of their family members got sick. So, yeah, you just hope for the best for them. 
Alrighty, Danny, it's time to get into our golf talk. We had a great event last weekend. It was the Valero Texas Open. And for the first time since 2017, the golden child, the golden boy, Jordan Spieth, has won again. Mr. Spieth. Easter Sunday, he wins. Yep. Oh. You were pretty pumped to see him win, eh? I was tearing up at home. You were? Not really. No, no but I, I should have been. The, the guy's unreal. Like, I love Jordan. He's tuning up for the Masters. He's been playing so well the last few weeks. He's looking close, looking close, looking close. Did he watch much of it all? I watched, yeah, I watched the last uh, couple rounds there, but on the Sunday. But yeah, it's it was cool to see him win, obviously again. Um, and yeah, what were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna say obviously like Charlie Hoffman played really well too. You know, all these. It, it was a really good event. Canadians had quite the off week compared to the week before. Is mm-hmm. Corey Connors? Uh, I don't think he was playing. He was playing. Oh God, I gotta pull it up now. But I'm gonna read up, rip off right now. David Hearn was cut. Michael Gligic was cut. Roger Sloan was cut. Wow. Um, while I look this up, I'm going to bring up a good point here, I think, that I know. Everyone online was saying, hey, who's going to win the the 2021 Masters? And now I'm going to ask you, who do you think, you know, who do you like out of the Spieths, out of the Dustin Johnsons, the Jason Days? Who do you like? Because uh, I have a good point here. I'm just going to pull up the leaderboard from the past we didn't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I put I think I put on the Instagram story there. Of, uh, I like I like uh, Kevin Na. I think you know he's kind of a pick that no, not many people are going to be looking at him to win. But if he can play well, I mean, obviously he can uh, do some good things. And also, who was it? Who's my other picks there? Yeah, DJ was obviously up there, and uh, Tony Fino, Fina, Fina, Fino, Fino. Yeah, yeah. I can't say I can't really he's talk good, about though. it very well, but um, yeah, if he can, if man, if he can, once he's hitting and playing well, that guy can win anything. You know what I mean? He like, has to just find a way to get over the hump. That's just it, right? Like, um, so he's another. He was one of my other picks, and I definitely hope he has a good tournament. Awesome. Okay, well, I found these these stats now. Corey Connors finished T fourteenth, and I think Hadwin. So yeah, there play. was. Yeah, I yeah Hadwin T twenty three. So two of the guys, you know, played really well. The other four guy, three guys were uh, didn't play as well, mm-hmm. but. The stat I wanted to pull up today. Everyone's saying Jordan, 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 this and that. Do you know how many times a guy has won the Masters after winning the week before? In all history. Probably not many. Zero? No, a little higher than that. Two? Twice? Twice. Tiger? Nope. Who was it? 1988, Sandy Lyle. Okay. And then in 06... One guess? The Phil? Phil the Thrill. Yeah, Phil. Sandy Lyle in 1988 and Phil Mickelson in, 19, or in 2006. Yeah, I remember Two that, people. Yeah. Wow. So it's clearly, it, it's hard enough to win in the PGA as it is. I wouldn't know. I could only imagine. But. To win back to back. Back to back. Yeah. And one of the most exposed. Like, uh, uh, biggest was, tournament. Biggest, biggest tournament of the year. You know, yeah. I mean, everyone, everyone watches it. Yeah. So. Do I want Jordan to win? Absolutely. But I got some other picks here. Okay. We're off to the Masters talk, baby. Rep them up. We got some time for the Masters. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Love it. That's what it, my ears out there. Yeah, kind of hurt my ear, but. It's all right. I got some picks here. Hear that? Fresh TP. Okay. I better be expecting some uh, 
underrated guys on there. I think so. Well, here, I'll start from the bottom up then. I'll give you my day one leader. One of the harder bets in golf because you, you don't know what the hell they're going to shoot. This is, um, I have $15 in the line so far out of the whole week. Jason Day, day one leader at $1 to win 40 bucks. You never know. Mm-hmm. Now, from the bottom up, here are my guys that I think are going to have a chance to win this week. Justin Rose for a dollar to win 50 bucks. Henrik Stenson, the Swedish man missile. One dollar to win 125 bucks. He's been close before. Yeah. Here's my like dark, dark horse. Matt Jones. He played really well two weeks ago at Punta Cana. One dollar for 150 bucks. Oh, why not? I mean, my last two. And I think he's won before. And I'm sure Tori will call me tomorrow or on Thursday, tomorrow, that I'm wrong. Adam Scott, I believe he's a, a past champion. One dollar to win 50 bucks. And my no brainer pick, Justin Thomas, ten dollars to win 100 bucks. Let's go. Let's go. Well, that's not bad. I like that. <laughs> I like those one dollar bets, eh? Why not? Right? Why you throw like a five dollar on there, though. One dollar well, pays I'll on be 100? completely honest, those are all free bets that I've earned, so. Oh, there's free. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Those are free. Like, yeah, I get it. That's your cash value, but I haven't put any money in yet. Okay, I get so it. I'm hoping to like Jason Day wins, win that 40, and I'll just pump it on someone else. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I don't why mind not? that. I like the Jason Day, uh, Australian there. I like him. Exactly. Okay. Who else is up? Um, Sports world. Baseball is. Yeah, oh, baseball is flying in. The season is going. Um, how, well, I, you watched Game yeah, 1, or how was that? Yeah, I watched uh, the first four games of the Jays. Uh, they're looking good this year. They're now 4-1. and one. Yeah, 4-1. and one. No, 3-1, and sorry. 3-1 uh, and one record. I think they're playing today, but I don't know what the score is. Um, yeah, they're looking good. I mean, they played. Uh, did you see? They played in Texas for Texas' home opener. Yeah, it was like 40,000 fans. Or yeah, right? it was. That Unreal. was. Unreal. It's one of those things. I mean, it was cool to see as far as, you know, they were obviously – a little bit different than from them as far as, you know, we're in a different country. But it was cool to see some sense of normalcy again. Oh, really? Didn't know that. No, but you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Some people are getting mad on Twitter about it, and yeah. okay, I get that. But it was kind of nice to see some normal normalcy. And, um, again, they're not in our city, so I'm not going to get mad over it. They're not here, you know, but whatever. If you're mad or upset over it, I, get, I may make sense. But it was cool to see people in the crowds and uh, – and uh, in the stands, I mean, and yeah, it was nice to see. But the Jays are playing well; they're winning. They look good. They're uh, three and one. Yeah, they played four games already. Yeah, well, they play every stand. That's why I can't watch baseball. Because yeah. it's like they just play every day. It's they like, play they every day. Some people have jobs. People just go to the game, hang out all day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. It's good for shift workers. You just sit home and watch ball. But yeah, I know. Um, what else? What else is there to talk about? Base. We're on the baseball talk. Hockey. It's happening in like the world. The world, it's world. the world, like it's getting to politics. Like, what's no, what's Elon Musk doing? <laughs> hey, remember that one time Cam was like, "We're not getting." I want to golf with Elon Musk that. one time. Elon Musk. Remember yeah. uh, Cam said that? I want to golf with that motherfucker. He said, "Yeah, pick his like, brain a bit." <laughs> smart Elon Musk. Um, yeah, smart as shit. Yeah. No, we won't get into politics. What the hell? Uh, what else is there to talk about though? Anything exciting happening though in the news? Well, I would rip off quickly here too as well. We interview. Right, as I interviewed Han Solo this one with uh, Corey Powell. The co-founder of the Outlaw Tour yesterday, good dude. I learned a lot about American golf in the you know in Phoenix, how they're trying mm. to 
grow that tour. So I talked to Corey. We're trying to help them out as much as they help us out. So yep. good dude there. Yeah. I don't know. Should we just get in our get in our interview here or what? I guess so. Well, he's back again for a second go around. Adam Stanley, and we're I've called him on the pod with me here today. We call him our golf insider. We chatted masters and so much more. So Danny, I think it's time we hand over it now to Adam Stanley. We hope you guys enjoy it. This podcast is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery. Try Rebellion Zilla IPA, a bold, hoppy West Coast IPA that's bitter with tropical aromas and flavor. Rebellion aged their Zilla in a gin barrel from LMD for three months and released this gin barrel IPA as a taproom special. Located in Lumpson, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery. No questions asked. Alrighty, he's back again for a second go around. Adam Stanley covers Canadian golf and you know basically anything to, to do with golf. Uh, so Adam, thanks for joining the show again. And uh, yeah, what's new? How's it going, man? <laughs> no problem. I'm very very happy to come on. I, I really appreciate the invite, especially as it's uh, Masters Week and a sure sign of spring, uh, not just around the world, but most definitely here in Canada. And you know what? Things are things are going pretty good all, all things considered it's been obviously a super strange you know sort of 12 months or so since probably we last chatted and, and since I kind of got back out and, and was kind of doing my my thing on you know covering golf but you know as, as you guys are well aware and as all your listeners are well aware golf was kind of the, the certainly the sport of the year and from a professional standpoint you know the PGA Tour got back uh, to business pretty fast the LPGA Tour as well so uh, it's been okay and our, and our Canadian guys and, and girls have been playing pretty well and, and there's no shortage of, uh, of good storylines with them so uh, it's been pretty busy pretty interesting totally different but uh, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun still the last little while well that's awesome it sounds like you're busy which is good to hear and yeah it's crazy to see how you know not crazy I guess but you know it was, it was kind of cool to see how good the Canadians played last week not, not only on the LPGA but the PGA side of things I think four out of the five Canadians finish in the top top 40 for sure because three of them in the top 20. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's really fun to have these con- kinds of conversations and, and anytime, you know, I appear on a radio show or I do a TV thing or I'm talking to some of the other journalists, it just, there always seems to be this big momentum behind what our Canadian golfers at the highest level are, are doing all over the world, males, females, it's just been super impressive uh, over the last little while to see how much success they've had. And it's so fascinating to kind of have the conversations I've been able to have with Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes, who are of course going to go play the masters next week. And, you know, they've got a, a practice round set up on Tuesday with Mike Weir. And, you know, you're talking to these guys and I was like, is this like conceptually a pretty wild thing for you guys? Like they knew, exactly they remember exactly where they were when mike won the masters and now they're on a text thread trying to set up a a practice game at augusta national it's pretty you know they both kind of admitted yeah like when you when you explain it so specifically it is is pretty wild that two guys from small town ontario are now doing that with another guy from small town ontario on the biggest platform in the game and and obviously on, on the women's side you know brooke is of course won nine times and she's the winningest canadian of all time and and now you can't help but think about the girls who are nine or 10 or 11 or 12. And yeah. they're maybe thinking about golf themselves and, and how they want to 
follow in her footsteps, then maybe in five, six, or seven years, we're going to have this Brooke Henderson kind of echo boom on the woman's side of the game. And, and you know, you can't help but be excited about that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good times for, uh, you know, Canadians and, you know, growing the game in that aspect. And speaking of growing the game, I mean, besides, uh, you know, covering golf and writing golf and, and everything else you do, that's great for the game. Have you been playing golf at all? Are the courses open up down there? We talked to James last week and, you know, Duff yeah. said he's he's kind of already going to play already. Uh, what's it like up for you guys? So yeah, so I live in live in Ottawa, and it was minus thirteen this morning. So we are not. That's warm, warm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're not quite there yet. I know uh, I know James very well, and, and obviously I saw on Instagram that he's already been out and, and played a couple games. And, and down kind of Toronto way, the weather's been uh, much nicer than here. So. You know, it's it's been interesting here in Ontario because uh, there was kind of a lot of back and forth about if the golf courses were going to be allowed to open with this impending lockdown that we're about to go into. But uh, they are, which is great news. But here, you know, in Ottawa, where I live, I mean, three out of the four weeks of the lockdown, they, the golf courses probably wouldn't be open at all. So long story short, I have not, unfortunately, gone to go uh, tee it up quite yet i probably could jump in my car and drive down toronto way if i uh if i so chose but i gotta cover the masters first next week and maybe the week after that i'll, I'll take a break and dip down the highway and, and put a tee in the ground which would be a lot of fun absolutely all right Adam. i mean obviously you know we're not in the business of uh you know sending listeners elsewhere but i'm pretty sure you you got yourself a new golf podcast uh do you care to talk about that a little bit yeah i actually there there's one that is out right now and there's a second one that's coming uh to be announced on wednesday of masters week as well it's a big project that i'm working on with the uh with the toronto star and and kind of wrapped in in some fun canadian golf stories so look for that one another time but uh for now yes i've got uh, an lpga specific podcast that i've been working on with amy rogers she's a good friend of mine she actually covers the lpga tour for the golf channel and uh, the golf channel has been great in terms of kind of amplifying our message. It was one of those things where, um, you know, we as friends, but also as, as people who cover the game saw that there just, there wasn't a podcast that was, you know, kind of laser like focused on just the LPGA tour. And with so many kind of messages out there and so many, um, you know, people wanting to hear more about that tour and kind of amplifying uh, women in sports and just, telling those stories we definitely thought that there was um an empty arena for us to play in and so far the yeah. you know the feedback's been tremendous up to this point i mean we had mike Wan, the commissioner of the tour on episode one uh we had uh, a, a bunch of really really solid guests madeline sagstrom from the lpga tour she came on the same week that she um you know came out and, and said that she had been a victim of of sexual abuse as a child so she kind of uh, un, you know unveiled a little bit more about her story uh, we just had Lydia Coe on this week to preview the the A and A Inspiration, and, and Lydia, you know, a past champion there. She she also you know kind of used her platform to talk about uh, the Stop Asian Hate movement that's happening. So what we're trying to do really is, yes, Amy and I are are authoritative in the space of the LPGA Tour and and kind of telling uh, the week in and week out stories and previewing stuff and et cetera, et cetera, and having a couple of laughs. But you know, we want to take the the podcasting platform and and tell some some really 
really maybe un, not so much untold, but certainly underserved stories and, and allow, you know, some of the best athletes in the world to have, uh, to have a voice and, and to have the opportunity to talk to us about kind of what they're, they're all going through. So up to this point, definitely a lot of uh, excitement, some momentum, you know, having the golf channel as, as a bit of a, a backer as it relates to, uh, to shares and, and whatnot. You, you don't really realize how, yeah. how big of a platform they have until, <laughs> until you're part of it. So uh, it's been kind of cool. So that one's just called the Amy and Adam show and uh, it's available on iTunes and on Spotify. And, and we're going to do an episode every week that there is a, uh, an LPGA tour event. And then the other one uh, that's coming out next week is going to be weekly until December. So we are, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff going on right now, but a lot of exciting stuff for sure. That's awesome, man. Well, I actually, now they're on the LPGA talk. I have to ask this question and I, I could butcher this name area Jutan, New Garden, the, the Netflix documentary T Shot. Have you seen that before? I've not seen that, but I know very nice pronunciation. It's, was that close? <laughs> the uh, couple of pauses in there, but it, you were exactly right. Yes. It was Jutana Garden. So nicely done. Wow, you nailed that thing perfectly. All right. Well, that's why you're getting paid to do this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they're funny. You know, sisters, obviously, area, um, the younger sister, area. Uh, has been ranked number one in the world. Uh, she's super funny. Her sister Moira is uh, is older, and she's won a couple of times on the LPGA tour, but not as much as uh, yeah. as Aria. However, they both use a Canadian short game coach, Gareth Rafluski from uh, wow. down in London, Ontario. So Gareth uh, is a great guy, and he works with a lot of the LPGA tour stars. Have you seen? I mean, the show is kind of it's kind of a crazy story, though. I've never, I've not seen the show. Tell me all about it. Well, it's just, just like kind of how they, you know, they grow up and they're, I forgot where they're from again. I just had it on my phone here, but you know, they grew up and uh, where did they grow up? Sorry. Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. So they grow up there and, and they're like training every day, like 5am they're running around with ankle weights and pushups and sit-ups and they wear ankle weights to school. They can't eat anything. They're hitting golf balls and people are like, Oh my God, who are these people? Like they're unreal. Um, but yeah, I think the, the family was, uh, I don't know what the word is correct terminology it was you know a battle a struggle between all of them so sure um they obviously moved on and i've obviously followed her career a little bit more now too now now that i know who she is but around the sister sorry but it was kind of of a cool documentary you should definitely check it out i i will that sounds uh that sounds great i love it all right now we're back to the masters chat here adam you know the second second masters in you know six months this has to have you fired up i know it has us fired up um yeah, like, like, what do you like? Like, what do you dislike? Um, let's hear it. You know, it's uh, it's so fun because you think it's the Masters. We've been waiting so long for it. Just let me see the flowers. And, oh, my gosh, can we just have the Masters? Please, 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 again. But we just had a Masters, and this is awesome. I, yeah. I absolutely love that this is what's unfolding, um, you know, here in the world of golf. I mean, obviously – Things are going to be so different, and I think you know. You asked me what what is what am I thinking about as we get into you know the 2021 Masters, and it, it's going to be one of those things where we just saw a Masters unlike any other in November in the fall. Uh, you know, kind of those orangey yellow color tones, 
absolutely no fans, uh, a very, very soft golf course. I mean, Augusta National itself it usually just opens for the year around the time that last year's Masters happened. Yeah. And now, in, in a normal year, uh, April, that's kind of when Augusta National is getting ready to be closed for the season. So, you know, Jordan Spieth said it um, in his press conference, uh, the Valero Texas Open week. He said, you know, the golf course, from what I've been hearing, is playing incredibly firm, incredibly fast. Um, I spoke with Mackenzie Hughes a couple days ago. He went to Augusta National on Wednesday, Pride Tournament Week, and he was down there hitting a, hitting a, you know, a few shots on the range and, and going to play the golf course. Must be nice. Um, <laughs> just taking a Wednesday, jump in the car, drive down from North Carolina to go go to Augusta. But uh, okay. he kind of echoed the same. He kind of echoed the same thing. So you know, whereas Dustin Johnson. Um, shot 20 under par in November, scoring record, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the guy has absolutely tore that place apart. It's not going to happen next week. I mean, I think we're going to be back into the, quote, sort of average score, whatever that may be, uh, maybe 12, 13, 14 under par or something like that. Um, you know, the golf course is just absolutely ripping. The weather is supposed to be, you know, 10 out of 10 next week as well. So uh, I, I think what's, what Augusta National is going to be this year in 2021 is going to be very reflective of what it has been uh, almost every other year in the past, save for uh, 2020. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of the best fields in golf. Obviously it's one of the most exciting weeks of the year. Obviously uh, we've got no shortage of storylines, you know, Jordan Spieth included, and, and we can go down that list if you, uh, if you want. But I just think that although we just had a master's, uh, that is not going to take away from this Masters in any way, shape, or form. In fact, because we just had one, I think people are even more excited for uh, for the 2021 edition. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know down here people are just pumped and, and we're, we're, we're excited for it. Um, you know, I do want to ask, though, like, who are some of the guys that you're going, like, obviously, like you mentioned Jordan, and, you know, obviously the Canadians are going to be playing. But who are guys, like, does, does DJ have a chance of winning back-to-back? You know, who are guys that you're just thinking, like, wow, they could have a good week? Yeah, I mean, definitely definitely a couple of, uh, of replies there. I think I'll start with the Canadians just because, you know, I, I literally just spoke to uh, Hughes, like I said, and Corey Connors. And I think for somebody like Corey especially, I mean, McKenzie's played there once before, uh, so he's returning for a second time. He didn't play all that well the first time. Um, you know, the winds were swirling 40 miles an hour and it was just a tough, tough week for him. So he's excited to get back with a couple more years of experience under his, um, you know, under his belt, even Mike Weir. I mean, Mike really, really struggled for almost a decade, um, just, you know, on the golf course and off, but, uh, turned 50, had a bunch of, uh, big time career resurgence once he joined the champions tour, made the cut last year at the masters for the first time since 2014. So a lot of excitement with Mike Weir as well, but, you know, focusing on Corey, I mean, this is a guy that's finished uh, in the top 10 on the PGA Tour five times of his last 12 tournaments, so he's playing well. He told me, you know, Adam, there, there's, no go- there's no hole in that golf course that scares me. I, I'm comfortable there now. I usually move the ball from right to left, which is, which is the key thing at Augusta National. Yeah. And, you know, Corey's always been known as one of the best uh, putters, or pardon me, one of the best ball strikers on the planet, and his putting has been the thing that's held him back. I mean, this is a dude that was like, literally 200th on tour in strokes game putting a couple years ago. And now, you know, he's 80th. So we're talking about a 100 spot jump in a key statistic on the putting green. Uh, He attributes it to going left-hand low. And 
Um, and now, you know, Corey has gone from, you know, kind of, kind of a middle of the pack, just a guy who's in the field to kind of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. If you know, you know, sneaky, good pick to win the whole tournament, because I mean, he's coming in off the top 10 in November. He's got a boatload of confidence. He told me, and I mean, he shot 65 on in the second round last year, which was the lowest round ever by a Canadian in the history of the tournament. So, wow. you know, that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of my, my update on the Canadian side of things. Cause um, you know, it was just really refreshing. I think to speak to somebody like Corey, who was not just telling me, man, I'm pumped to be there. He was telling me, man, I feel like I could win this golf tournament. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Right? So, so that's uh, certainly from a Canadian perspective, that's um, that's super fun, you know. And then obviously, as we as we pivot to the rest of the guys, you know, we could go we can go on and on. Specifically, you asked about DJ. I mean, you you, you can't ignore DJ's kind of body of work over the last twelve months. I mean, he's number one in the world for a reason. He's number one in the world Is that by good? You know, three or four <laughs> points, right? Yeah. Uh, over number two. So, um, although perhaps he hasn't played spectacularly over the last, you know, call it month or so, over the last 12, you just can't ignore him. You just think, like, you know his game is built for Augusta National. You know that mentally uh, any bad play just slides off his back like it's absolutely nothing. So, no matter kind of DJ's form, no matter what he's saying, I think a hundred percent he he's got to be a threat to defend the green jacket this year uh, for sure. We we already talked about Jordan Spieth, and, and you know I I think it's good for the game when Jordan Spieth plays well. So I I, yeah. I like him a lot next week too. Um, you know, there's the Bryson story as well. I mean, Bryson's approach to things I don't want to say backfired last November, but it certainly. You know, Augusta National is, is way more than just blasting it as far as possible and, and uh, you know, trying to shoot under par that way. I mean, you can't use a green reading book there. And there's so many other things that goes into it. And I think he was just a little bit overpowered on the mental side of things. So we'll have to see, you know, if, if Bryson comes into this year's Masters with a little bit more of a structured approach to things. But like everybody else, I'm keen to see how far he's going to hit it on most of these yeah. <laughs> as well. So I think there, I think we've got there. And then, you know, I think my man, we can keep going. I mean, Rory, Rory's trying to win the career grand slam. Rory kind of came out and admitted a couple of weeks ago that he was in a tough place uh, mentally. You know, he just wasn't really knowing what things were going to look like, how he was going to play, what was going to happen on the golf course. I mean, he's a dad now. Um, you know, of course he's been married for a couple of years. He's trying to figure out, you know, life and life is difficult, just like golf. So I'm really keen to see how, uh, how Rory plays uh, at the masters this year too, as he keeps going to try to win the career grand slam. Um, and then, you know, the last but not least, at least for me in terms of some of these top storylines has got to be uh, the Justin Thomas story. I mean, you look at JT's yeah. performance over the last little while, of course, winning the players championship, uh, one of the one of the toughest fields in in golf, one of the one of the biggest tournaments in the game. You know, obviously, a lot of the stuff that's happened off the golf course for him, some of it was self inflicted. Um, you know, like getting caught in the hot mic. Some of it, obviously, was was not. Like his his grandfather passing away. So, you know, the fact that he was able to navigate, you know, most of that and, and kind of the off course stuff and still win the players is impressive. And then, you know, I had this pulled up earlier today, and you think about how he's played at Augusta National since he started T39, T22, T17, T12, and then finally fourth in November. So he, every single time he plays there, is getting better and better. 
And it just seems to be like, well, after you finish T12-4, you got to just go to one in 2021 now. Yeah. Okay, well, the one the one question I have to ask, and you didn't mention it, I'm surprised you didn't, um, Ricky Fowler. Like, is it confirming that he's not going to be at the Masters? You know, a guy that, you know, people are saying, you know, let's start calling him Rick. Uh, let's not call him Rick anymore. He's not a kid. Let's change this up. He's just not. Like, what's happened with, with Ricky Fowler? <laughs> I love that guy. I love that guy. Yeah, I think we all do. And, and, it's, and it's funny because, you know, things kind of go dips and valleys. So we're recording this on, on Friday of Valero Texas Open Week. And the only way that Ricky Fowler is going to get into the Masters this year is if he wins the Valero. And, and as a, you know, he's, he's not playing all that great. As he's we, minus as two right, right now. now. Minus two right now. But yeah, <laughs> he's two, few, few on shots the day, back. but hovering on the uh, on the cut line. You know, yeah. stranger things have happened. Let's just put it out there. This is golf. Things are weird, and who knows if he finds the weekend? At least he's given himself a chance. But uh, you know, it's one of those ninety nine point nine percent unlikely scenarios that would unfold. And you know, a couple of great points by you. I mean, the guy's thirty one, thirty two now. Is he still Ricky? Is he still a kid Ricky? I, I mean, or when do you pivot from Ricky yeah. to Rick, right? And and what are your what are your objectives as a you know as a person, as a man, as an adult? And and I think you know Nick Faldo came out and said a couple things um, you know about Ricky's approach to sponsor obligations and and not really maybe taking things as serious as he needs to on the golf course. But you know you you read up on what. Justin Thomas or Jordan Spieth, you know, says about Ricky's working efforts and they're still all right there. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, he wants to win golf tournaments. He wants to play well. He wants to compete in majors. And the fact that he may be missing a major for the first time in a decade is kind of mind boggling. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Adam, I have one more question here for you and then I'm going to let you go. But the question is how many fans are allowed at Augusta this year, or is there any? I mean, it's. I think USA is kind of opened up right now, but what's uh, what's the status on uh, fans? Yeah, so there's Augusta, as per usual, is, is pretty tight-lipped about most things that revolve around the golf club. However, you know, the chairman did say that there will be some fans allowed. A select few, I think, is what the uh, exact wording was. So. Um, there's going to be some roars. There's going to be some people. They're obviously going to be very pronounced because, you know, say there's 10,000, 15,000 people on site, maybe 20,000 people on site every day at the Masters. There may be, you know, 5,000, something like that. And then certainly on Sunday, most of those people are are just going to be following the last couple groups. So it's going to be a real joy to have some of those, you know, Augusta national roars back again this year. So there will be fans. There'll be no par three contest. Uh, So Mackenzie Hughes is kind of bummed about that. He told me um, in 2017, when he made his debut, um, it was, it was rained out the par three contest. And then obviously this year there will be no par three contest. So he still hasn't been able to play that, but, uh, (laughs) We were we were chatting. Well, on Zoom yeah, hold on, Adam. You should tell me what uh, what's Mackenzie Hughes' uh, stats on a par three. Like, is he over par on his tour or to date tour lifestyle? Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's not meant to be. <laughs> maybe maybe it isn't. He's. Uh, I mean, the last time he played Augusta, he shot seventy seven eighty. So maybe he just wants a few uh, a little revenge on some of the uh, some of the short holes out there. But he's got two kids now, so I think he's just more anxious to uh, dress them up in the mini yeah. caddy outfits more Absolutely. than uh, more than anything. But 
anyways, he did say, uh, you know, it was rained out the last time and then canceled because of COVID this time. But he did tell me we were chatting on Zoom and he kind of smiled and he's like, you, you know, the main objective is just to play in the tournament itself. So I think I'm okay, which was <laughs> totally fair. It was, it was a nice flex, but uh, yeah, the, um, you know, as you kind of look to Masters Week and you look to Augusta National and Spring and April and the Canadians in the field and the, you know laundry list of storylines and all these other things that are all going on. It's uh, it's one of those somewhat normal things that are happening again in in our world, which is uh, we'll, we'll take anything that feels normal. That's for sure. Alrighty, yeah, I actually lied. I have one more here, Adam. It's uh, it's <laughs> your top, it, it's your uh, top dog and your underdog. Who's your, you get two picks? I don't. I just want to know who's winning. Like your top top dog guy and your uh, underdog. So I would say my who's winning is has got to be Justin Thomas for for the reasons that I had said earlier. Yeah. Obviously, this is a guy who knowledge is power, especially at Augusta National, and and JT has surrounded himself with guys like Fred Couples and Tiger Woods and even, you know, befriending Jordan Spieth, who has kind of figured out that golf course too. You know, he's tapping into the right kind of people to play well at Augusta National. And, of course, he's coming in, um, you know, off of, off of the victory at the Players' Championship. So I think my, my winner, if, if I got to stake a claim on, on one person, uh, my winner has got to be Justin Thomas. So we can, uh, you know, people want to cash that bet or throw that money down the <laughs> toilet. Then uh, I'll take, I'll take either, I guess at this point. Um, but uh, let's see my, my long shot, my long shot pick. See that. While, so while you think of that, I'll tell you my, uh, my long shot picks here, please. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's hear yours. I have to pull up my account here and, and there's no free ads. So, just gonna pull it up here as I do this, but I know one of them was uh, Brennan Steele. Is he playing? He's playing. I don't know. Is he? Playing? No, no, he's not playing. Sorry, I lied. Here it is. Okay. <laughs> he would be a very long shot. Then. Yes, he would. Okay, Adam Scott, the veteran. Yes. Okay. Don't hate that. Henrik Stenson. Another another wily vet. Justin Rose, and here's like my long ball. This pays out a lot. Matt Jones. Matt, Matty Jones just coming in off the off the win at the uh, the win off the oh, Honda yeah. and uh, just going <laughs> going way deep on the odds to see if he can parlay that oh, yeah. into a uh, into a Masters win. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so that's those that are is, my uh, long my shot. long shots. So I need to know uh, yours, Adam. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I gave you four. So <laughs> four. Yeah, you did give me four long shots. So that should be. I mean, I think Corey Connors is considered a long shot. I mean, his odds yeah. is like that's that's kind of a that's kind of a layup by me. But I'm pretty sure Corey's odds is like eighty or ninety to one. Um, let me see if I can bring up some Masters odds, and I will. Uh, I honestly I'll try feel, to pick out a few guys. Well, while the, you do uh, that, I, I feel like every Canadian is a long shot. I honestly, and I get it. There's a network, and they have their their featured roofs. But like Canadians get no love. I mean, I'm sure you you probably can't comment on that, but like, God, I just, I just, I wish they would show show more Canadians on the, on the PGA. But I get it. I mean, Corey's, yeah, Corey's kind of become a little bit unignorable over the last little bit. I yeah. Mean, you know, when you, when you finish, you know, a shot out of a playoff or whatever it was at the Honda, and then you're, you know, in the second to last group on Sunday at the Players, and then the defending champ at the Valero. You know, he's kind of done okay, but it's one of those things where, you know, if you ask 
it, it's a good, I mean, it's a good comment. I mean, every Canadian wants it. And if we had the every shot live at every tournament, then I'm sure, you know, Canadians would be uh, much more excited about, you know, watching, watching golf on TV. Cause now it is still, still kind of a rarity, but I will say if you ask any of the guys about, uh, you know, appearing in the, uh, on TV, they're kind of like, nah, it doesn't really, it yeah. doesn't really matter. <laughs> they, still get, they still get paid the same, um, uh, no matter what, uh, no matter if they get shown on television or not. Okay, so here I finally figured out some half decent long shots. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny that he's considered a long shot, but I know, you know, pr- maybe a friend of the pod, friend of golf Twitter, uh, Max Homa. You know, he's out there. Yeah. You know, hundred hundred to one, something like that. I think that for all of the chuckles that we get at Max Homa on Twitter and I love that guy on Twitter because unreal. He he's he's such a good person. But he's like sneaky amazing at golf. Like he did just like he won at Riviera. You know, Riviera yeah. obviously one of the hard, one of the hardest golf courses that the guys play every single year. Um, you know, kind of I don't want to say comparable to Augusta National, but kind of has that old school vibe. Green, like you got to be a really really good putter there. And I mean, he won it in front of a stacked field. Um, and you know, the pressure of winning a golf tournament in you know los angeles as a california kid like you know all those things are are important so you know max home at 100 to 1 probably not probably not an awful decision as from a long shot perspective um you know even even someone like ian poulter i mean there's always you know one of it it was lee westwood for a number of years Uh oh i don't know what that reaction was but uh, (laughs) no that video that they put out like two weeks ago when it was him rory and was it stenson and they're just chilling he's like this is the table we're all like this is plus 53 <laughs> and we're just gassing beers like that was hilarious that's what, that I, was, I love that was pretty good yeah <laughs> it was so and the funny thing is like there's always one of those guys whether it be justin rose or lee westwood for a number of years like one of these european guys who are just climbing the board maybe they shoot like 70 on thursday 69 on friday and then it's you know 68 on saturday and next thing you know they're like two shots back the week going into sunday so maybe that's going to be ian poulter but okay i have found my the darkest of dark horses as it relates to people not having a clue who he is. We got to go with Will Zalatoris. Will Zalatoris. Oh, the guy that looks at the cat even happy Gilmore. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. He looks like <laughs> happy Gilmore caddy. 125 to one, but okay. The brief on Will Zalatoris. Number one in the corn fairy tours point list. Hasn't played a corn fairy tour event uh, since like August of last year, still number one on that points list because of how well he played then. Two years ago, he played the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Q, uh, Q School. Now he has ascended all the way to 45th in the world, something like that, based on his good play over the last six months. His first Masters, one of the best ball strikers on the planet, absolutely hits flush rockets like it's his job. His putting is very good, and his driving is good enough so i think will zelatoris is probably going to if he can learn as much as possible about augusta national before he tees off he's going to make some surprising noise because quite frankly he should be still on the corn ferry tour uh but he just proved that good golf kind of solves all uh, all issues and uh he's got a great shot i think next week so who do we say will zelatoris ian poulter max Olma, and Corey. there there's four long shots back to you <laughs> Well, Adam, this is why now you are now our golf insider. Uh, you are great at what you do, man. You're a great dude. You know, successful covering golf. Yeah, your own podcast. 
Uh, no more free ads, so just stick off the hosel. But uh, we will have you on again. And yeah, man, uh, have a great week at the Masters, and, and I, I can't wait to talk to you again. Sounds good, man. I always appreciate you uh, reaching out and giving me an opportunity to chat a little golf uh, with you and, and your listeners. And uh, hopefully, we'll maybe hook up in person one time oh, out I in wish. Saskatchewan. I would, uh, I would love that immensely. It would be really good. All right, in twenty forty, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, take care. Thanks, man. Hey, it's me, Tony, here. When I go golfing, I use TaylorMade. The new Sim 2 and Sim 2 Max drivers are incredible. If the best players in the world use them, why shouldn't you? Team TaylorMade. Contact Mike.Lanning at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Or you can go to any golf course. They're going to help you out. They're going to set you up. Team TaylorMade. T's not included. Alrighty, there's episode 66, as Danny H. would say. It's a me, a Mayo! There it is. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast today. Adam Stanley, great guest. He does his own podcast now. I forgot what it's called, though. Just we don't give away free ads. But Adam Stanley had a free ad on the pod. Great dude. He's our golf insider. Talked a lot about golf, the Masters, the Canadians in the game. It was a lot of fun. Dan, thoughts? Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, thanks to Mr. Stanley for coming on. Uh, I like hearing about the, the Masters and all the insider. Like you said, he's the golf insider, right? He's the golf insider. So, yeah, so, thanks, Mr. Stanley, for coming on. Yeah, great podcast today. I know, Dan, you want to rip off quickly our contest. Yeah, our contest. Go check it out on our social media pages. So we got Facebook, if you're not following already, it's at Off The Hosel. Twitter and Instagram is at underscore Off The Hosel. We're giving away a free brush toothbrush check it out all you gotta do you follow the rules on there on the last post um yeah it's free stuff it's a free giveaway so why not right go check it out everyone why not why not and as always this weekend we're spoiled this year two masters in one year calendar year oh the masters and then the classic everyone enjoy this please hello friends jim nance here Enjoy that voice as Jim Nance would cover the Masters all week this week, along with two or three friends of the show, Graham Dillette, Bob Weeks, and James Duthie. So tune into your TVs, call into work Thursday, Friday, because you ain't going to be doing a lot of work at work if you are at work. Work, work, work. Gotta work, 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 work. <laughs> Anyhow, Danny H., always yeah, a pleasure. Always a pleasure, bro. Thanks for coming on back on the show. <laughs> this has been fun. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I don't know why you said that, but uh, thanks everyone for listening. We love you. Love you, Drew. Love you, bro. Love you, Troy. Miss you. All right, Danny. Take care. Bye. Everyone else, have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Enjoy the Masters. Enjoy golf. Enjoy. Get out and play golf yourself. Have a good time. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. See ya.